are listening to the official podcast of Resurgence Initiatives, inspiring people to arise together. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com. Here we are. We are isolated in our homes because of a global pandemic. We are um, streaming live. Who would ever thought at this moment in history that this would happen? And um, we are here though. And um, I just want to say as a global lead team of resurgence, as we lead it, as our Edmonton lead team, we just want to say to everyone watching, we love you. We care for you. We're with you in this season. Um, this is a tough season for all of us. And so just know that we love you. If there's anything we can do as resurgence to help you, to be there for you, pray for you, let us know. We just, we, we care about each person. And I just want to take an opportunity to welcome those that um, are new, that maybe you stumbled across this tonight on Facebook or YouTube or, or whatever method and you are watching this and you've never been to a resurgence. You don't live in Edmonton. I'm so glad you tuned in. I'm going to share some uh, things um, that God has put on my heart from the, from the word, from scripture, and uh, just going to communicate that. And um, you're so welcome and I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight and for our community just love that we can be together tonight in our homes and um you know karis donovan thank you that was tremendous and just anointed and incredible for you leading us in worship tonight and um you know i am talking to a camera right now in my house in my kitchen and um in the living room the kitchen's over there and this is a little weird I, i'm not gonna lie um there is no crowd here there is no charge atmosphere or heavenly music but you know what i want to tell you tonight is i sense the presence of god so strongly i sense the holy spirit so strongly in this place right now and, and as we go into god's word tonight my prayer my my desire is that what i share from the word of god would be so charged with the holy spirit that there would such be such power on it that in every home everyone watching wherever you're watching on your phone on your laptop whatever you're watching this on I just sense that the presence of God is going to go into every place you are wherever your heart is tonight wherever your body is tonight whatever you're feeling tonight his anointing is going to come through and it's going to lift burdens it's going to heal it's going to save it's going to set free it's going to do things that no man can do no atmosphere can do no ministry can do but only God can do and I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to move in such a powerful way tonight. I sense such an anointing of the presence and the power of Jesus to break every yoke, to break every chain, to break everything that would hold us back tonight. And so I want to pray and just invite Holy Spirit. And then I'm just going to dive in and Holy Spirit, we just invite you. We invite you into our homes tonight. We invite you as we're in isolation tonight in a pandemic. We invite you, Holy Spirit, person of peace, to come and to fill our hearts, to fill our minds, to speak to us, to heal us, to save us, to set us free, to do what only you can do. I just come against distraction in the name of Jesus, and I just speak your blood over every home, over every situation, that there would be breakthrough tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the thought I have for us tonight that I've been praying into was this idea of the beautiful exchange. And 
This week I've been doing some Instagram lives and I've been doing it on the life of Joseph. And it's called Scaling the Wall or Scale the Wall. And we've done it every day this week. And, and as I dived into Joseph, Joseph um, is interesting because his story starts when he's around 17. And his, his father gives him this powerful coat. I mean, it's a coat of many colors and it's, it's amazing. And his father gives it to him and, and he has these dreams. And then he starts telling his brothers of these dreams. And it gets to a point that his, his brothers, he tells his brothers, you're going to bow down to me. And that's the dream I had. And they're like... Uh, we're going to kill you, you know? And they're like, let's kill the dreamer. And so they go after him to kill him. They want to they wanna kill him. They throw him in a pit and they're going to kill him and they decide not to because they can get money for him. And they, they, they sell him into slavery. Here he's sold by his own family. You know, we talk about father wounds. Um, this is brother wounds. Like, can you imagine being sold into slavery by your own family, your own brothers? They, they want to kill you. They, they put you in a pit. They, they do all these things. I just can't imagine the pain that he felt, what he went through. And it says in Genesis uh, 39, um, 2 to 4, it says, The Lord was with Joseph so that he had so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his master. So when he went to this master that he, he got sold to, it said that he prospered. And when his master saw that the Lord was with him and the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in the eyes, in his eyes, and became his attendant. He was in charge of everything in Potter's house. Uh, how does this happen? How does um, someone from the most messed up family situation that you can imagine go and end up doing so well? How does it work? And, and Joseph's um, story started with a, a gift, a coat. And he was given this coat, but he turned that into favor. And, and, he, and he turned favor into service his whole life. That was his life. He, he served. He served others. And we see that throughout his entire life story. And Favor came um, from a coat, but it, it ended with lifestyle to service. He, he was served, and um, there was an exchange that happened. Um, it didn't matter the season. It didn't matter the hardship, the walls he faced, the betrayal he faced, the abandonment issues he faced, the family things. He served, and God blessed him for it. He was favored. Even when Potiphar's wife grabs his coat, his gift, the only thing that was left of his family. His father gave that to him. When he grabs that one thing, he lets that thing go and, and because Potiphar accuses him of rape and he runs away. And you know what he cares about? He doesn't care what Potiphar thinks. He doesn't care what Potiphar's wife thought about when she grabbed the coat. She, he doesn't think about anything, but it says he cared about what God thought, that, that it wouldn't be sin in God's eyes. See, his heart was to God. He, he didn't care what man thought. He feared God more than he feared man. And, and that's his story. He, he didn't want his, his relationship with God to be impacted by sin. And, and then he goes on to going to prison. And because of that, he goes to prison because he saved Potiphar's marriage. I mean, he, he goes to prison. And when he's in prison, he meets these people that need to interpret dreams. He ends up saying, trust God, and God will give you the interpretation. See, his trust was in God. He had a peace in God. He had something in God that, 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 that allowed him to tap into um, something that was beyond him. And... Um, you know, when the king, Pharaoh, uh, has a dream 
And he comes and he hears that Joseph could interpret dreams. He, he comes to Joseph and um, it says this, Joseph said this, he said, you know, um, basically Joseph said, uh, in it's Genesis 41, verse 16, he said, it is not in me, God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And, and I think here lies the secret of Joseph. I think this speaks to every single one of us tonight. It speaks to me. Um, Pharaoh, you cannot discern what to do. You, you can ask other people for help, but they don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. And I can't help you, Joseph says, but God can. God can give you an answer of peace. It's this beautiful exchange where we bring our struggle, our burden, the things that we go through, our anxieties, our fears, all these things that we're even feeling right now in this moment. And we bring it to the one with the answer of peace. We bring it to him. And Ephesians 2.14 says this, that he, Jesus Christ himself, is our peace. You know, Philippians 4 in the Passion Translation, I just love it. It says, be cheerful with joyous celebration. In every season of life, let joy overflow. For you, you are united with the anointed one. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure, holy, merciful, and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. There is this beautiful transaction that happens. We offer up worry, we offer up fear, we offer up inadequacy, insecurity, doubt, anxiety, and, and the wonderful peace transcends human understanding, and He makes the answers become real. I think this is the same thing that Joseph was telling Pharaoh. And as we sit in our homes tonight, coronavirus up, um, isolated, fear may grip you. Anxiety may pester your mind tonight. In the caverns of your soul, you may be feeling alone, abandoned, isolated, scared. We didn't plan 2020 to go like this. This wasn't in my goals for the year, and I'm guessing it wasn't in your goals, to be isolated, for the world to basically shut down as we wait for this virus to spread and to stop and flatten the curve and all this to happen. And as we see people we know start to get sick and, and all of that's happening, we didn't plan for this. No one could have imagined this. Everyone um, everything we had, to be honest, has been thrown out the window. We had plans. We had travel plans. Everything has changed because of this. And what do you do when everything you know is shaken? What do you turn to? What, what do you do? And Joseph pointed the greatest leader in, in that time that he lived, the greatest Pharaoh, he pointed him to God. 
He didn't point them to some program or five easy steps or, or some scheme or some gimmick or anything. He, he didn't do some feel-good seminar, but he says, you need to look to God. God can give you the answer of peace. Pharaoh, God will give you clarity where you seem to be unclear. And, and I just... I just want to declare, whatever you're feeling tonight, God wants to give you clarity where you seem to be unclear. Where whatever you're going through tonight, God wants to be the answer of peace to whatever you're experiencing tonight. Two weeks ago, um, uh, maybe about a week and a half ago when this crisis uh, started and, and stuff started getting for real and crazy, I was standing just over there in my kitchen making coffee. And I was making coffee and, you know, everybody's asking, well, what, what is happening with this crisis and what, what is going on and what do you sense God saying and all these things. And I, I didn't have anything at the time. And all of a sudden, as I stood there by the coffee machine, um, I just felt God say this verse into my heart. And it said, Genesis 49, 22 just came to me. Joseph is a fruitful vine. A vine near a spring whose branches scale, or some versions say, leap the wall. And it just came into me. And you know, walls um, impact where we can go. Uh, walls isolate. Walls confine us. Walls limit. Walls divide. Walls separate. Walls Walls do a lot of things to limit. And I, I think when I think of walls, I actually think of being in Africa, in Malawi or Burundi. And you see these walls separating homes and they have glass and all this stuff on the top and barbed wire so that people would never climb the wall and go over it. And we are isolated. We're not together in our churches on Sundays. We're not together tonight at resurgence. We're not in community. We're not together as a family. We're all separate in our separate homes watching this right now. And I think this virus and this pandemic that we're in is exposing uh, walls. It's, it's showing walls that are there between us. It's showing walls of isolation. But I also think it's also exposing walls that have always been there in our hearts and in our minds. That a crisis like this brings things that we've masked by other things. We've been too busy to pay attention to them. And now where we have to be home, where we have to stop, where we have to rest, we start to discover things in our heart, insecurities, fears, anxieties, doubts, things that have always maybe been there, but now we start to recognize them. Um, if the vine is planted by the stream, as we read in 49 verse 22, it gets nourished, it gets strength, it gets water, it gets refreshing, it's made strong so it can actually leap over the wall. It's a river, there's a river in our innermost beings that can bring us life, the Bible says. And, and the pit Joseph was in was actually a dry well. And I think it's, it's pretty remarkable because somehow he was in a dry well, but he found a way to nourish his life. He found a way to nourish himself in God. See, there's a stream that's available to all of us. There's a well that's available to all of us. See, to scale the wall, it starts with a drink from the river. It starts with drinking from the river. There's a beautiful exchange that starts when we are nourished by him, by God himself. And 
we live in a season where we want things right away. We want things now. We want things instant. Um, we don't like to wait. We get annoyed at waiting. We we just want it now. Internet's too slow. We want the we want Instagram to work now. We don't want any delay. We go to a drive-through and we are complaining because it's taking an extra minute and it should only take one minute, not two minutes, to get a burger, fries, and a pop. You know why is it taking so long for instant food? We we want things now. And my mic right there there's so many times where I've like opened it before it's done I'm like is it done is the popcorn done the microwave popcorn and I like open it because we're an instant generation there's something about now 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 I want it now and I think sometimes what we do is we we skim the Facebook and we skim the Instagram and 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 we we get snapshots of things and even when we read books we 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 skim things but we aren't getting in depth in our relationship with God we skim the Bible, we get a memory verse, but are we going deep? Um, this week as we did Instagram Live, um, Eric Johnson was one of our guests and he said, this season that we're in is gonna be a real test of our maturity. How deep do our roots go? How deep do we really believe in him? How, how well do we actually know our God? How, how deep does it go? Are we like a vine that's by the river, but our, our roots don't go deep? Or are we like a vine where our roots go really deep and they're nourished by the, the river that's going by? Is it a, is it a Sunday thing? Is it, a, is it a thing that we just do, so we'll go to resurgence once a month? Or is there something in us that burns and said, I must, I must get into the word. I must be a person of prayer. It's not just a worship thing when everybody's around. It's a worship thing when nobody's around. I want to press into God. I want a fresh encounter of him. I want to know his presence. I want to go where he goes. I want him moving and active in my life. See, there's a call in this season to get into the the river, to be so nourished by him. We, we have bowed to human reasoning long enough. We Human reasoning can't save us in this season. Human reasoning and human intellect can't solve fear in this season. The only thing that can break fear is perfect love casts out all fear, and it's God who brings that. And so we have to, we have to go to him. And, and you know what? Um, human reasoning can't exchange anything. All it can do is mask the problems. All it can do is mask fear. All it can do is put a facade over it. But we need him. We need to go to the river. See, what's happening in this season I sense is the pandemic is shaking every mask. Every mask is being shaken. And, and there's an invitation. Do we want to go deeper into him? Is the word, is the word of God so hidden in our hearts? Is, is the book so central to everything we do? Is it deep in our spirit that when everything we know is shaken when everything we know is no longer safe anymore can we go to the word do we know the word when we're alone in our homes right now do we know the word of God can we go to him can we pray can we be caught up in his presence just a little longer just a little deeper in his love does a word go so deep in us that it heals us you know, the word is a word that heals. The word of God is a word that, that, that works. It's a word that doesn't fade. The flowers may fade, but the word of God lasts forever. Everything may be shaken, but the word of God remains. And, and it's, it's a hammer. It's a sword. It's, it's a weapon that we can use in this time. And you know what? Jesus was the word and Jesus came in the sea. Jesus came to give life. And, and take death and sin and sickness away and bring 
life, freedom, healing. There's a beautiful exchange that happens when we embrace him. We say yes to him. See, when we are in the stream, we're in the word. And the word says it won't fade. It won't fade. Um, when all hell breaks loose, when everything is shaken, we have to know who we are in him. Don't be afraid, but have his peace. Numbers said, may, Numbers declared this in the word. It says, may he turn his face toward you and bring you peace. That's our call tonight. We want him to turn his face towards us and bring us peace in this season. See, there's a difference between reacting in this season and responding. There's, there's a difference. Is it defense or offense? When, when I am where my roots are in a stream, then I can respond to the crisis, not react to the crisis. My vine will not be shaken, but I'll actually be able to nourish others. I'll be able to bring peace to others. I'll be a person of peace, not just someone that needs to receive peace. See, peace is not the absence of trouble, but it's the calmness in the midst of it. That's what peace is. Living a life of peace, I believe, is a choice. We have to choose peace. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit, and a fruit grows on the vine. It takes time for peace to grow in our hearts and our lives, but we have to be by the stream of living water so that peace, the fruit of the Spirit, can grow in our lives. He wants to grow peace in, in, our, in our lives and on our vines in this season. You know, I'm reminded of the Shumamite woman. And in 2 Kings 4.23, the Shumamite woman has a son and the son ends up dying. And she says to her husband, I'm going to find Elisha today. And he says, why? Is it a new moon? What's the reason for your going? And he, she says this, peace. We don't know what to do sometimes. We don't know where to go to, but we need to go to our good, good father because we need peace. Joseph was described as someone who kept his bow steady. You know what that means? It means that he remained unshaken. His strength was unshaken. Whatever came against him, Joseph didn't quit. Someone needs to hear this tonight. Don't quit. Don't give in. The hope is rising tonight. There's a hope. There's a dream you're going after. Don't quit the dream. Don't quit believing. Don't quit trusting. God is with you. Who can be against you? God is with you. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, the word says. And I just believe that God wants to come perfect love, want to cast all fear right now. And you feel fear in your home. You feel abandonment. You feel isolation. The presence and the power of Jesus wants to come right now through your computer, through your phone, and minister to you. Some of you will start to feel the presence of God coming over you. Some of you will start to feel his presence tonight. I just sense that so strongly. Um, you know, Joseph on his story ended up going to work for Pharaoh, and he ends up God trusted him, and every time he, he went lower, he ended up going higher. He went from the pit to manage Potiphar's house, and from there to the prison, manage the prison, and then all of a sudden he's managing a nation. And, and he's, and he's, but he never gave up on a dream of seeing his brothers come and bow down like God said, like God gave him. And um, it was nine years from the time that Joseph got to serve Pharaoh that his brothers came to Egypt seeking help. And I find it really interesting, you know, think of the options that would have been available to Joseph. He could have done a lot of things to get his brothers there, to fulfill that dream himself. Okay, Pharaoh summoned my brothers and forced them to bow down to me. I have a lot of money. I have power. I have all these things. He could have done that. 
but he didn't do any of that. I think it would have been really tempting, and, but he refused to act on his flesh and he remained committed to God. He remained committed and dependent on God. He, he, you know, many of us, would we have done the same? It's so tempting sometimes to try to make stuff happen on our own, to, to work in our flesh, to try to, you know, do all these connections to make things happen. But when God does it, that's when it's beautiful. That's when it's only by God's grace, only by God when he does things in our life and makes dreams happen that a beautiful exchange happens. That's amazing. What happens is the brothers come and Joseph is able to forgive them. That's a beautiful thing. There's a transaction that happens there. And then it says in Genesis 43, verse 26, And when Joseph came home, they, his brothers, brought him the present which was in their hand into the house and bowed themselves to him and to the earth. They fulfilled the dream that he had so many years ago. And he said to his brothers this during this season. He said, You sold me, but God sent me. See, it was, it, was an ex, it was an exchange that happened. It wasn't Joseph's probably idea of his life. It wasn't what he thought would happen with that dream, but it was God's thing. And he could say, you sold me, but God sent me. You know, I, um, the season is, that we're in is not what we had in mind. <laughs> we didn't plan this. We didn't think this would happen. We thought we would be together in a church tonight, and we're in our homes tonight. Um, and on and on and on. Everything with our lives has not what we planned in this season. But can I tell you, God is using this in this season for His purposes. I love what our dear friend Nate Edwardson said this week on the uh, live Instagram we did with him um, yesterday. And um, it was amazing because he said, we, we pray to God to anoint us, to leave the struggle, to leave the trial, to get out of the battle. But he anoints us to be in it. He anoints us for it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fire and God anointed them in it. God anointed them in, in, in the struggle and in the thing and in the pain. You know, we read stories of scriptures, the Israelites, and then they passed, they, they came out of the, of, of captivity and that the sea split and they walked right through it. And, and we read those stories. See, what happened was they were anointed. God did a miracle in it. He didn't zoom them out. He, he was with them in that struggle. He was with them as they walked out of it. See, God works in the battle and in the storm and he anoints us. And God is at work right now in the season, whether you feel it or you don't feel it. I want to declare to you, I want to decree to you tonight that God is at work. Whether we feel it or not, he is at work in this season. He's at work in my life and he's at work in your life. Jesus was sleeping in a, in a boat in a storm and they wanted him to do something and his response was more like, why don't you do something? I've been teaching you for the last few chapters here and you are not learning about me. You're not learning what's in you. You can, pro you see, you can't proclaim peace unless it's inside of you. Jesus could sleep in a boat because peace was inside of him and then he could proclaim it. You also can't proclaim peace if you're not in a storm. You can only proclaim peace when you're in the storm. We like the storm to stop so we can feel peace. But the reality is, is it's time that we're the people of peace that, that 
in the storm, we speak peace to our culture. So you can't recognize peace unless you're in the storm. Would they see us and they see Jesus in us all around us? It's time to represent, be a people of peace to everywhere around us. Everywhere we do, they go, hey, you're a person of peace. Everyone's freaking out right now, but you're not. Why? Why? Because there's a peace in you that passes all understanding. It isn't just to receive peace in this season. It's actually to be his peace in this season. It's actually to minister peace in this season. We have to be, um, we're being called to the table right now. Are, Are we doing church or are we the church? Are we just going through the motions of church? Are we actually living church? Are we, are we a body of Christ together? The beautiful exchange needs to happen that we not only receive his peace, but that we carry his peace so we can invite others into it. It's a shift from this consumer mindset to the contribution church. We're all the church. And I think sometimes, you know, we want to eject, kind of like the the seat Maverick is in in Top Gun. He just wants to, like, the fighter pilot seat. Let's just get out of here. Get, let's get us out of here, Jesus. And I believe he's saying to us tonight, the very resurrected power of God is inside of us and has anointed you and has anointed me for such a time as this. This is an incredible season to be alive. We are in the middle of a storm, a pandemic. The world is freaking out. But I have a Jesus in me that gives me a peace that passes all understanding. You can have a Jesus in you that gives you a peace that passes every fear, every worry, every anxiety, every bit of unclarity. And it can come and bring clear thinking and bring a peace that passes everything else going on. You know, it's the same spirit Joseph had when he said to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish for what is now being done for the saving of many lives. Our lives are meant to see many lives come to know him. We're called to raise up many. You know, we sing songs like no longer a slave, you know, you split the sea so I can walk right through it. And, you know, we sing these songs, but they're talking about stories in the Bible where this miracle actually happened, where these people saw the sea split and they walked right through it. And and sometimes if if we say yes to the beautiful exchange in this season that he wants to do with us, If we say yes to this, we won't just be singing songs that we write in our living rooms and go, we should just write a song. But we'll be singing songs out of the miracles that we see in this season. We're going to step into the greatest amount of miracles, signs, wonders. God wants to use you and God wants to use me to impart peace, to see miracles happen, to see his presence move, to see nations come to know him, to see cities come to know him. He wants to use us and we'll sing songs songs about it we'll tell stories about it but this is a moment that we step up and say we are the church we don't just do church we are the church we are a people that loves God we're a people that has a passion and a presence and we're going after it and it's in us and it's not just for us it's for everyone in our neighborhood everyone in our workplace there's a peace and you can have it too you know we'll have a testimony of breakthrough And I think of that vine, (laughs) I think of the vine, and I think of the vine just growing by the stream that, that scales the walls. That will be our story. As we say yes to be in the river, as we say yes to the salt. But you know what we often try to do is we often try to scale the wall ourselves. We get a ladder, 
we try to find a way to climb the wall. When he's saying, just be rooted in the river, become, trust God, the God of peace, and become a person of peace. And then he'll take you over the wall. He'll see your dream come to fulfillment. He'll see our dreams come to fulfillment. The Bible says that after you suffer a while, I will establish you. I want to declare and decree tonight that God is establishing us. God is establishing you. There's somebody watching tonight. You're a pioneer, and I call the pioneer spirit out of you. You're going to innovate new things. There's new business strategies coming out of this season as you spend time with him by the river, as you, as you allow him to work in your life. There's a pioneering spirit. There's a pioneer for ministries coming out of this. You're watching tonight, and I see a pioneer coming out. I see pastors that you're in this season and you're overwhelmed and you're saying, how do I lead? This is all new. This is overwhelming. This is, how do I lead my church? Am I going to lose my church? Am I going to lose the money? All these things. I just want to say there's peace for you right now, but there's also a creativity and innovation that he's put in you. You know it. And I call it forth today. You're going to do things you never thought were possible. You're going to reach souls like you've never seen. I want to declare over the church of Canada, we're going to see souls come into our churches like we've never seen before. It is a new season for our nation. It's a new season for nations. I want to declare over Norway tonight. You're watching. I'm not sure if you are, but I just I just feel over Norway. God's doing something beautiful in your nation, and I see souls coming, and I see a breakthrough, and I just see such a love for the Spirit of God, a love for worship in your nation, and I just declare that tonight. We're in a moment of history. This is not something you take lightly. And, and I just don't want us to miss this chance to be by the stream. When everything is stopping, we could miss the moment to exchange everything we're feeling. Fear, hope, fear, worry, um, anxiety, insecurity, all of that. We could exchange it to have his peace and drink from the river. And as a result, if we do that, our vines will bear fruit. We'll see breakthroughs that we're believing for. We'll see dreams happen. We'll see souls come to know him. We'll see leaders released like we've never seen released because the vine will grow and it will flourish. You know, it will be like Joseph and we could say, you might have been sold, but God, God, you sold me, but God sent me. We'll look back at this year and we'll say in 2020, it was the hardest year. That was crazy. We didn't plan it. But can I tell you, God launched us in a whole new way. See, this is not the beginning of the end of something, but it's the beginning of something new. I just see it's like a reset. We're in a global reset, a forced recess. And there's this, there's this like, it's like we're on the ark and we're just waiting for the door to open so we can go out. And I just want to say to each one of us, don't miss this moment. Don't waste this opportunity to spend time with him. Get to know him. Be in the word. Start to learn to pray like you've never prayed before. If you don't know how to pray, figure it out. Find out. Go to a YouTube video. Get in the word. Learn. Look up everywhere that Jesus says to pray. How do we pray? How do I, how do I learn to do this? Get in the word so that we, we have it deep in our heart and we're rooted deep in him. This is a game-changing moment, and I don't want us to miss it. I know that he has established 
establishing, he's launching breakthroughs in this season, that there's a platform of what we're going through now that is going to release such a global wave of salvations. And I just see, we're going to see a resurgence. We've been contending 11 years for resurgence. And I just declare and I decree, we're stepping into it. Everywhere you are, if you're hearing this word, we're stepping into a resurgence, a rising again of the spirit of God in our nation and the nations of the world. And, and there's going to be souls come to know him like we've never seen. We're going to see healings. We're going to see breakthroughs in the hardest of situations. Um, I think of Ezekiel. He was alone, isolated, in a dry, in a valley, dry with bones. It seemed impossible. It seemed hopeless. How could anything ever happen? And God says, do you see what I see? Ezekiel, speak what I see over this. And so he starts to speak breath over these bones of this, and an army arises. He speaks to speak breath over it. And I just want to declare tonight, wherever you are, whatever you're feeling tonight, God wants to breathe breath on you. God wants to breathe hope on you. He wants to breathe peace on you. He wants to restore everything in your heart and your mind. And he wants to empower you. And there's just the presence of God wants to come. His love wants to come. It's our calling in this season. Let's be viral with love. Let's be viral with peace. Let's be viral with hope in this season. There is hope. There is hope. His name is Jesus. It's not something that we go, oh, there's hope. No, it's a person. His name is Jesus. And he wants to come into every one of our hearts if we don't know him. The most beautiful exchange that can ever happen is Jesus coming into our heart. That's why we're here. That's why this is happening tonight. And if you're watching this tonight, wherever you are, and you're watching this tonight and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, tonight is an opportunity for you to say yes to Jesus. If, if you need peace, you're struggling with fear tonight, you're struggling with depression tonight, anxiety, worry, all these things, and somehow you stumbled upon this. I want to declare, I want to say to you tonight, there's an opportunity for you to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. He gives you a peace that passes all understanding. And in a moment, I'm going to pray, and I want you, wherever you are, to pray this prayer. That's all it is, to give your life, to say, God, I, I give you my life. That's all it is, is surrendering us so that he can come in. He died, he paid the greatest price that could ever be paid for me and for you. And he died on the cross so that we may have life, the most beautiful exchange that could ever happen. And tonight, he's inviting you. And maybe you're like, well, I don't know if that's me. If you're thinking right now, maybe that's me, then I want to invite you to pray this prayer wherever you are. Say this. Everybody pray with me. Jesus, I invite you to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. I surrender my life to you. Set me free from everything that's come against me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. I receive your love. I thank you that I'm a new creation in you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer right now, I want you to do something for me right now. I want you to do this. We have an amazing team of ministry, altar ministry people that are praying. They wanna pray with you. They're, they're really great people, and they're on a Zoom call right now. 
and this will be on at liveresurgence.com slash online, but also there'll be a link that you'll see and, and go to that link right now. Go to this Zoom call, get Zoom, whatever, just go. There'll be two people, they'll take you in a room and they'll just pray with you. If you're feeling um, that you need someone to pray with, if you prayed that prayer, please do this. We wanna connect you with a local church, wherever you're from. We wanna follow up with you. We wanna pray with you. These are amazing people that are waiting right now in a Zoom to talk to you. And so if you need prayer ministry for anything tonight, as I spoke about peace and you're saying, Travis, I need someone to pray with me tonight. I feel fear. I, I would like you to pray. I know you can't physically lay hands on me, but could you pray for me? I want you to go right now to that prayer room and they're going to pray for you. They're going to declare things over you. They're going to speak the word of God over your situation in your life. And so please do that right now. Um, we're going to go back into a song of worship. But I, um, in closing, I just, I want to pray for those on the front lines right now of this pandemic, for health workers that are watching tonight, those that are working tonight, those that are serving in government in different areas to make us safe. God, I just thank you right now for every person on the front lines. We just pray your anointing on them. We pray for everyone making a vaccine and a, and a cure and all those researchers. We pray for an anointing that can only come from you, a wisdom that can only come from you. Like Joseph, where he had a wisdom on what to do in a hunger crisis, in a crisis that affected a nation. And there was a dream interpretation. I pray for dreams. I pray for interpretations. I pray for the wisdom of heaven in this situation. And we just declare a breakthrough to happen even tonight. God, we just declare a breakthrough. And we pray for those that have this. We pray healing in Jesus' name. We speak full healing over those that are they're struggling. God, we pray over every ministry leader and every pastor watching tonight. I speak encouragement over every leader tonight. I pray, speak encouragement over every business owner tonight. God, as they, as they battle this storm, would there be a peace that passes all understanding? God, I pray for every person represented that needs a financial breakthrough in this season. I I just declare breakthrough and I declare healing right now over every physical body. We just declare complete healing in the name of Jesus. Everybody that's sick, everybody that needs a physical healing. And I just thank you that we're going to hear reports of people being healed right now in Jesus name. God, I just thank you that you're moving tonight. I thank you that father, you um, do this beautiful exchange God, you take all the things that we're feeling and you provide us with peace. But God, more than that, you call us to be people of peace. You call us to, to minister peace. You call us to, to, to drink from the river so that we can be vines that, that sleep over the wall, that scale the walls. So every wall, God, I just pray down every wall, everything that would come against us in this season, God, you would allow us to, to, to scale the walls in this season. God, the walls that have always been there and the walls that have, have come exposed in this season and the walls that have been formed in this season. God, we just thank you for an anointing that breaks every heavy yoke. We thank you, God, for tonight. We thank you, God, that as Romans declares, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of Resurgence. 
For more information, go to liverysurgeons.com. 